Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Nadia Dalamonte's interview with Academy Award nominee America Ferreira for Barbie, followed by Emma Sasek's interview with the Academy Award-nominated production designer Sarah Greenwood and set decorator Katie Spencer. Hi, Barbie! Hi, Ken! Hi, Barbie! Hi, Barbie! Hi, Barbie! Hi, Barbie! Hi, Barbie! Hi, Barbie! Hi, Ken! I can. Put the radio fast and goes cruising just as fast as she can now. I thought I might stay over tonight. Why? Because we're girlfriend boyfriend. To do what? I'm actually not sure. Hello. Hi there. <laughs> Hi, America. This is Nadia here with uh, Next Best Picture. How are you doing today? Good, thanks. Good. It's well, it's so great seeing you. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to to chat with me today. What first of all, what an incredible journey you've been on with Barbie this past year. Not only has it been one of the most joyous movie-going experiences, it's also captured the zeitgeist and the impact that this film has had on audiences around the world and the industry at large has been phenomenal. Amongst the film's successes, eight Academy Award nominations, including one for yourself and your performance as Gloria. Congratulations on your Oscar nomination. And I know it's been a couple of weeks. Has it sunk in yet? And how does it feel to be recognized for for your work? It's awesome. It's it's a crazy childhood dream come true. And it it kind of comes in waves. Like I just go about my day and then I remember it and go, oh, that's happening, you know, and it hits me in different ways all the time. Yesterday, I went to the um, the nominees um, luncheon mm-hmm. and and that that was really wonderful. That kind of made it feel more real um, to be in the room with all the nominees and they they line us up like in a class photo and we take a picture and you know, to be standing there behind Martin Scorsese and next to Thelma Schoonmacher and, you know, and with all the Barbie gang, like, up there, it, it felt, uh, it made it feel more real and and it was really beautiful. That's amazing. And that it's such a great experience for you. Um, when you first read the script, what did you find most surprising about the the narrative that Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach created i mean all of it i had no idea what to expect at all and it was all a surprise (laughs) all of it you know um barbie coming into the real world you know realizing when when we meet gloria that you know that her her feelings and her thoughts are the sort of driving force of Barbie's whole journey. And as a grown adult, mother, woman, it was such an incredible moment to feel like, 
oh my God, this movie is about us. Like this movie's for us, which is not what you expect out of a Barbie movie. You know, to to her giving Ken a storyline uh, and a real journey and being able to bring a male experience and also an exploration of masculinity. Um, and I just felt like the whole script was so generous. Like it was very generous towards, towards so many themes and storylines. And, you know, I just, I would have never known to expect that. And I was just so giddy honestly, that that I was being invited in to, to play in the world and also to get to play as Gloria, which had I gotten that script and had my choice of, do you want to be a Barbie or do you want to be, I would have wanted to be Gloria because how, how, how delicious as an actor to get to dig in and, 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 you know, kind of get to play a, a, a counter voice that sort of changes things for Barbie and Barbie land. And it just all felt so exciting to me. Yeah. Gloria is such an interesting character because I feel like she expands the, the storyline beyond the fantasy and you really get into the realm of the reality of the, of uh, women's experiences and what makes it so relatable. What was it like to work with Greta on that? And did you have conversations with her about Gloria in Barbie land versus the real world? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was one of my first questions was like, well, what happens to humans in Barbie land? Like, yeah. do we become Barbies? Do we like talk like Barbies? Do we move like Barbies? Do we dress like Barbies? And, um, and you know, we started in Barbie land. So establishing Gloria as a character in this kind of heightened world was interesting. Um, but we talked about all of it and everything. And we talked about you know, dug in with Greta and Noah about what this was for for Gloria and um, how this grown woman came to need this imaginative adventure to get back to herself and um, and and it was and and we explored so much. I mean, I I. I remember, you know, really wanting to understand the, the like how and why of like, but why does Barbie come for her, you know, mm, and like really yeah. needing to make it make sense. And, and, and at a certain point, I think Gloria was, uh, Greta was like, don't think about it too hard, <laughs> <laughs> which I agreed with, but yeah. also out of that came the kind of, that, that, that she didn't have to know necessarily how, but there had to be some sort of rationale for what Gloria thought was possible, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, I see. I started playing with you because I thought that would make me happy mm. like you, but it ended up, I ended up making you like me. And, you know, kind of through that interrogation, we, we got to a rationale that was enough you know, enough for Gloria to, 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 to suspend her disbelief and, and go with it. Um, but we talked about all kinds of things, you know, and, and, um, for me, it was about understanding how this woman 
or why this woman needed to recall her connection to Barbie mm -hmm. um, to get her unstuck yeah. from the reality of life and womanhood in the real world. And I think for all of us, you know, Barbie's a stand-in. Some people grew up loving Barbie and Barbie is the way that they expressed and had an imagination and felt like, oh, anything's possible. For me, that was performance and music and dancing and making pretend radio shows and, you know, anything that had to do with that. But, you know, we all, whether we liked Barbie or not, or played with Barbies, which I didn't, we all have our version of like what our portal into anything is possible world, you know? Yeah. And I love that connection with, you see it with Gloria. She's sort of finding permission to be who she is and to love what she loves and yeah. that it's all okay and that she can embrace the weirdness and the messiness and the what makes her her and that you feel that in your monologue as well. I mean, the double standards that women face, the constant pressures on women to be perfect and to have it all, it's all reflected so beautifully in Gloria's monologue and which has become so widely shared, especially over these past couple months. And I, I got to tell you, every time I went to see Barbie in theaters, I could hear a pin drop during that scene. It was so, it, it was just so foundational and the way that it lays the truth bare in the way that it does. And so much of that is through your performance as well. How did it feel to say those words and how did that speech evolve? Were there different kind of versions that you and Greta had went back and forth with? No, I mean, the version that was on the page when I first read the script is largely what I say in the movie. Yeah. We tweaked things. We maybe added a line or two, maybe removed a thing or two for like streamlining and simplicity. Um, it was like tweaking, really, and yeah. kind of perfecting, but it was largely what it was when I first read it. And I think the only way I knew I the only way I know how to do it is to, is to make it in, incredibly personal. And, 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 you know, I think that that was it was not, I didn't feel like I was stretching you yeah. Know, yeah. to understand those words and to, to feel like I knew and understood my own version of that. So, so it was deeply, I think, deeply personal and deeply um, vulnerable and cathartic and, um, triggering. I mean, I did it so many ways mm. and I knew, and it, which I felt like also was such a gift. Greta gave me so much time and freedom and space. And those words do resonate so deeply with me that every time I did it, it, it triggered something else. You know, there yeah. were takes that took me to laughter or took me to tears or took me to rage. And we did it so many different ways. And, and, mm you know, as an actor, it's such a blessing to have words that it's just, it's all there. I don't have to go digging or, you know, think of a of dead puppies to, to feel something, you know, yeah, yeah. I, can, I, I really just could follow these words and, and let those words really drop in and, and, and pull whatever thread they were going to pull on that given take. And, and um, it was a joy. It was so much fun. As an actor, it felt like swimming in water and just, mm. there was no resistance. It was so easy. And the words were the guide. Yeah. The, the truthfulness of that speech, it really 
In addition to the fantastical elements, that's what really stays with you as well when you're walking out of the theater is just how you're able to capture, and, and Greta as well, the reality that so many women are, are facing. And that's what really stays with you beyond the theater. I, I was wondering when you were filming, did you did you have an idea or did you think about what possible reactions audiences would have to the film itself? And did you have a sense or an idea of just how impactful this version of Barbie would be? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I read the script and to me, it seemed so brilliant and so unexpected and so joyful and also full of heart. And, you know, I, I went into it not knowing what to expect and also, you know, not necessarily having some sort of deep connection to Barbie or the nostalgia of that, but mm -hmm. knowing that like, wow, I came into this with no feelings and I came out of it feeling like I was just taking on this incredibly personal journey. And, and so I, yeah, I had a sense that, that it might land on people that way. And, and, but honestly, like while we were film, filming it, we were having a blast and it was great, but it, in a way, you know, there were times where it was like, who knows, like when this all yeah. comes together, <laughs> who knows anything. Right. And, yeah. yeah. but, but I think the most of us felt like, you know, we're here for Greta's vision and, and Greta can hear it and see it and she knows what it is. And so in moments when I felt like I'm not sure what this is exactly this scene or this moment, I would just let her guide me. And I did put a lot of, I just trusted that she, she knew what it was. Um, but, you know, I think my instinct was, I think people are going to be so surprised by what this is. Yeah. And I think people are going to love it. Yeah. And, and many people have. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it, when, it, when you think about the impact of Barbie and with relation to your career and everything that you've experienced as an actor in this industry, what does the Barbie recognition and this award season mean to you? It's, it's always so wonderful when, when you get to be a part of something that is really resonating with people and landing yeah. in a certain way and starting conversation and, you know, and my gosh, like to have an impact like it has globally and to break records and make a billion and a half dollars, mm. like, you know, that's so fun and, and cool to be a part of. Sometimes it feels too big to really even understand or process. I think for me, it's like, I still feel in a way like, you know, a kid who got invited to a really fun party. <laughs> like I got to show up and, and be a part of this joyful, meaningful, like explosion of creativity. And it just feels like a, like a gift to get to be a part of it. And that at every stage, you know, there's just more to experience and enjoy. And the Oscars will kind of be the end of that, you know, end of our, our journey in this way. Obviously the film will continue to be watched and impact mm -hmm. people and I'm sure we'll keep talking about it, but really the experience of making it and being with this group of people and experiencing the film um, will be done. And, and I started preparing myself for that, like, oh, 
this Barbie chapter is coming to an end. Um, yeah. But it's been an incredibly full chapter and it's been full of a lot of wonderful moments. And um, I just feel really um, lucky that I got to be a part of it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, that, that's that's incredible to hear. And I know we're reaching, sort of reaching the end of our time here. But before that, I wanted to ask about your upcoming adaptation of Erica Sanchez's novel, I Am Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter. I was wondering, what what are you most looking forward to about starting that chapter and making making that project? If you can tell us. Yeah, I mean, I love this book so much. I love yeah. this story. Erica is such an exciting writer, such a beautiful voice and and I get to work with um, Linda Yvette Chavez, the screenwriter to adapt it. And we, uh, I executive produced and directed episodes of Hentified, which which she co-created with Marvin Lemus. And um, so I love her and, and she's such an incredible collaborator. And so we're having an amazing time um, adapting it. I'm excited about so much. I mean, I have loved my experiences getting to direct and and to step into a new challenge of directing a feature-length film is really exciting um a, a little bit scary um mm. but also just enlivening like so fun to get to um to 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 get to be the one to to bring this story to life as the director and so much of it feels really um full circle too of, you know, I, I, my first time, the first time anyone ever saw me as an actress, I was a 17 year old, you know, girl in a coming of age story. Mm-hmm. And it's actually unbelievable to me how few, you know, how few of those followed real women have curves, you know, seeing yeah. more, more of that different versions of it. Um, so to get to, to, at this stage in my career, come back around and, shepherd another version of that it's you know they're a very different story but um but but it is sort of a young 17 year old mexican-american girl and seeing the world through her eyes mm-hmm. um that part of it feels really full circle and um i'm really excited to to continue directing and discovering my own identity as a, as a storyteller. Yeah. Well, we're very, very, very excited to see it. America, it was such a pleasure chatting with you. I've been such a fan for a long time and it's so wonderful to see you in this moment. Congratulations again on Barbie and thanks again so much for your time and wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good luck to you too. Thank you. I'm coming with you. 
Did you bring your rollerblades? I literally go nowhere without them. Oh, looks like this beach was a little too much beach for you, Ken. If I wasn't severely injured, I would beat you off right now, Ken. I'll beach off with you any day, Ken. Anyone who wants to beach him off has to beach me off first. I will beach both of you off at the same time. Beach both of us off? Nobody's gonna beach anyone off. Nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you, too. Thank you for your time today. Pleasure. First, congratulations are in order. Another Academy Award nomination for the both of you. Huge congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's very exciting. Yeah. I know. I, I'm sure when you were first ordering the, the pink paints and painting <laughs> all of these sets, I don't know if Oscars were in the mind, but <laughs> it's you been know, a crazy no. journey. It has, no. it has been. No. It's funny because you, you just, you just want to, you know, it's just like every day, it's just like, are we going to get through it? Are we doing the right thing? You know, it's kind of, you know, and then you just think, this is really quite out there. What, <laughs> what is it? What are we doing? Yeah. No, I yeah. think it was just literally going yeah. set by set, day yeah. by day. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Uh, nobody ever thinks about where we are sitting today. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I live in Palm Springs, and I know ah. that there were some connections to... Palm Springs and this Barbie world that I would um, absolutely love to dive into with you. I guess, you know, I don't think Barbie has ever necessarily lived in Palm Springs. In, has she ever you know, lived anywhere? There's a question, you know. It's, uh, that's true. <laughs> I suppose maybe in Malibu with her dream house. <laughs> yeah, Malibu is, her, is what you think of as her home, yeah, isn't it? It is. I mean, it was, it was interesting. And I mean, you know, to rewind and try and remember why we arrived at what we arrived at. And the whole thing is, yes, Barbie came from Malibu, but we weren't necessarily recreating, you know, the story that we were creating was not, you know, we were, was, 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 you know, was Greta's amazing script, you know, mm -hmm. so, so, you know, we, we, yes, she came, she came from Malibu, but because she goes to it's a simple thing, actually, because she goes to the beach, right. And she has to travel, right. Yeah. And, being you know well being English you know it's kind of like Malibu is on the beach right so therefore where does she travel from you know so it's kind of like she crossed the road and go to the beach so so it's kind of thinking about and because we wanted to create a whole world which of course has, hasn't been done in 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 Barbie Barbie land we we're creating a whole world and you know it's kind of surrounded it's surrounded by um uh it has to be encompassed right mm -hmm. and so therefore you know when you come in and you, you know when you come in over the top and you come down into barbie land and you see this heart-shaped world and in fact the cul-de-sac that she lives on is the dot of the eye because the roads are written like barbie land right? right and so therefore it was like we wanted to surround it by something and you know it's the simplicity of you know the the beauty of Palm Springs, you know, is when you have the like your golf course, when you have your green grass with your palm trees, and then you have those amazing that amazing San Jacinto mountain range. Mm -hmm. That when the sun moves across it, it's the, it's so graphic, you know, and it just seemed like this perfect encompassing shape, you know, um, and the fact that the 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 Barbie Land was the shape of the roads, and it was in the shape of a, a rainbow, which was one of our references yeah. for. Um, exactly, and also, also, what's interesting, we'd never been to Palm Springs until oh, after. Really? No, no. <laughs> so in our heads, it had this sort of mythical quality, <laughs> you know, <laughs> of, of yeah. like mid-century Americana. Yeah. And so we we thought, well, should we go before? And we thought, well, no, because we don't want like reality spoiling yeah. what we want it to be. But really, we went 
afterwards. Yeah, and had the best oh, time. I mean, we were like, oh, we were good. Like, yeah, we stayed at um, uh, Parker's. Parker's. We treated ourselves to Parker's, and we just. It we was, were like excited, and it was so we were like Ken yeah, in the wheel. We were like Ken in the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> There's that house, you know, and of course the architecture and the Kaufman House and all of that. And you know, in Palm Springs, you've got that funny blue wave, mm-hmm. you know, some side of a road somewhere, and it's a blue <laughs> wave with a white crest. And it's like, oh my god, they've even got the waves here. <laughs> you know, so. It was fantastic to to go afterwards because it was like all our dreams come true. But actually, when we were when we were researching and everything, it was really helpful. We looked at kind of contemporaneous photos from the fifties, right through to now. There's an amazing book, um, uh, Palm Springs by Moonlight, or you know, it's moon, and it's beautifully shot. And there's something really clear in photographs. You're not distracted by a thousand and one things. You are looking at the photograph and you're seeing it really clearly. And you know, it just made complete sense. We're not saying that Barbie lives in Palm Springs. We're not saying that Barbie, you know, it's it's just a world. It's like it's 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 definitely influenced. And by it was the perfect, beautiful mid-century Americana. Americana, world. yeah, because yeah. it's you know it's all the periods that she's been through seventy you know seventy years, and you look at all the houses. But also, we weren't recreating Barbie. You know, we weren't recreating any dream house. We weren't recreating the Barbie land didn't exist, you know. And so we re- we were creating a world for our film as opposed to recreating exactly. the world of Mattel. Yeah. It was like an in- interpretation of Greta's script, really. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but then everybody who saw it had to feel like I've it was it. it was there. <laughs> you know, it was their yeah. Barbie. It was yeah. their dream house and yeah. everything. So if it had been an exact replica or something that already existed, then if you didn't have that, you'd be kind of disappointed anyway, because yeah, sure. it's not usual. So to have sure. just the essence of it, you know. So I hope we haven't done a disservice to beautiful Palm Springs by No, not of, at all. I uh, mean, I you know, I recognize elements of the Kaufman house yeah. within the dream house. Yeah. It's not it's yeah. not a replica as you say, but yeah. you know, I see some of those beams and the different yeah. uh, architectural materials that are yeah. used on that house. That is one that is my favorite house in this city, as is there and it's go. iconic for a reason. So I love yeah. that you exactly and that. also um one of our key key influences was Slim Aaron's, right? Mm-hmm. And then Slim Aaron's has got these amazing photographs from well, the court. And what is incredible is that one of the characters that, that uh, Greta wrote in the script is Sugar Daddy, Sugar's Daddy. And, and if you look at those photographs and you look particularly at the photographs that are outtakes, there is Sugar's Daddy, right? Mm-hmm. That that the designers from Mattel based this character on. It was it was incredible. It was such a kind of this kind of yeah, it was like, yeah. strange. It was know? very surreal yeah. because and then we had very few visits from Mattel. They were brilliantly yeah. hands-off, which and was really encouraging and helpful. Yeah, and everything, exactly. But, so yeah. we didn't feel that they were breathing down our necks or anything. But when they came over, we also met the original designer of Sugar's Daddy. Based on a guy in the photograph of Slim based Aaron's. on the guy in the Slim Aaron's photo. Yeah. So it was I'm gonna incredible. have to. I'm gonna have yeah. to do a little deep dive now. On a jacket and he's got the little dog. Yeah, he's okay. there. He's in, the, but he's in the outtakes. He's not in the in the in the historic photo. But he's in. We've seen all the outtakes. He's in of, some of them. Is he's he? in some yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah, he's in some of but them. But he's there. Anyway, I'll there's have a, to take a, a look. mystery. Yeah. So he, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like it all kind of adds up. You know, it's like incredible. But you know that when we went when we came to Palm Springs, the house wasn't open, but we looked over the gate and kind of peered at it lovingly. Going, mm-hmm. Look at that detail. <laughs> Yeah. It's what we all do to try to sneak a peek yeah. of that beautiful yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course, of course, yeah. I know when you were doing interviews for the film, as it was about to premiere, 
there was a whole story about how there was a pink paint shortage <laughs> during the process. Have you heard since then if people have, you know, if some of your suppliers have said, we're continuing to see a pink paint shortage because so many people were inspired by this film? That would, that would be funny. To it, find would be that out. it would be lovely. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because it's kind of true. And it's, you know, you know, these things you say, like we're talking now and you just say, oh, you know, and suddenly it just went boom like that. And it was true. But actually, the thing was, it's like um, there wasn't enough paint in the first place. That's, okay. that's that's the truth of it is because nobody nobody used that amount of pink paint. You know, it was like, um, you know. But it would be interesting to find out yes, if, it if it had, again, if there was it gone full circle and if people were, a run on the pink. Yeah. But no, who knows? If people yeah. wanted to paint their homes pink or their individual yeah, yeah, yeah. rooms. I mean, yeah. you... You played yeah. up the hot pink element and you made it look very good on the screen. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was I, I love pink now. I didn't mm. before. So yeah. <laughs> I guess, you know, since I do live in Palm Springs, one of the elements that I wish that we did have in this real ver world uh to take from the Barbie land is the fact that you can just drive down the road, have that beautiful ocean right by you. I have to drive a few hours away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what are some yeah. of those elements that I suppose you wish that you did? have in the real world either in your own homes your own neighborhoods that are that you put into these homes and this entire world that you created do you want to oh okay i'm gonna uh, can i can, okay i know uh, it's a bit so, i'd like a swimming pool there we go who would like a swimming pool? <laughs> i would like to be able to go go to my car via a slide oh yes yeah, yeah i think <laughs> yes, that's yeah, a good one yeah, but a pool would what a pool you can walk on sarah or a pool you can swim I in. I could pool I could swim in actually. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to live in Palm Springs, is the yeah, so truth of the matter. Actually. Yeah. And you know, and and that week that weekend we 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 had in in uh parkers in Palm Springs. It was a real I'd love to come back and just explore a bit more, you know, going to the countryside and things. It was it was perfect to go yeah. there afterwards, yeah. you know, and it not to disappoint. Yeah. And we to have that sort of childish excitement about going yeah. there. It was absolutely thrilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah loved it. Mm -hmm. It is very sweet. And I, I we already spoke a little bit about this, about how everything that you created in this film was original trying to interpret Greta's script were there already some I don't know either either things that she had noted in the script as we need to have this when we're talking about Barbie's house or Barbie's world or how did that collaboration process work between the three of you I mean I mean Greta is so clever right and so one of the big things just I should say quickly about the scale and everything is that there was lots of talk initially which you've probably heard about how we do it how we do it but what what Greta really got was and she she loved Barbie growing up but she she's played with scale like you know when Margot is looking through the mirror and she has the giant hairbrush mm -hmm. so that that and then the giant toothbrush and it all sets it up so quickly in the beginning mm -hmm. over the credits and Greta said we just need to do this once or twice and people will then go on the journey with us. We don't need to keep on repeating it. You don't see her again with a giant hairbrush or anything like that, because then it becomes distracting. Because and, and she's, way she, she's so and look, clever. Yeah, she's so clever. And the way she, I mean, Greta is so brilliant. You know, you know how she talks in interviews. I mean, she's such a great raconteur. Yeah. And yeah. she just, you know, she gets so excited about talking, yeah. basically. Yeah. And she was describing how, you know, how, how kids play with toys. So, you know, they've got the toy yeah. and and they're doing this and they don't walk downstairs so we don't need stairs you know and if mm -hmm. they want to get into their car they just jump mm -hmm. you know because that's mm -hmm. what kids do they go wee like that <laughs> ken runs down the beach and if and he goes <laughs> hits the wave and he goes Woo, 
like that. Yeah. And that's it. You know, and, and as Katie says, you know, you just see that, you know, so you understand the toyness of them. And of course, it's in the acting as well. Yeah, the acting is superb. But, but the other thing is that the Barbie logo, mm. which is now parliament, which is everywhere and everything, there was a lot of discussion about a discussion about what era we use that logo from, you know, because obviously all sorts, whether we use mm. now or whatever, and we settled on that, but basically because that's the logo of the Barbies that Greta had as a child. Mm. So that was a lovely sort yeah, of. It was yeah. really funny, and yeah. you know, and and she loved pink and glittery. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she just loved it. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's such a child at yeah. heart, isn't yeah. she? So you know, I mean, it was it was it was kind of joyous to to go on that that voyage of discovery as to what exactly it was, because mm. you know, when we first got the script, it was 140 pages of densely written, mm -hmm. very funny. And what's actually in the film, which is true, it, it, it stayed, but she broke the fourth wall, she had the narrator, right. and she said, don't worry about this being 140 mm -hmm. pages long, but they're going to speak very fast. <laughs> and lo and behold, they spoke very mm. fast. So <laughs> she kind of set, she set out and she made the film that she wrote, which was brilliant, you know. Mm. But, you know, her descriptive... It's the essence of, as opposed to the precision of, you know. So the boardroom was described as a six-year-old girl's pink and glittery heart. So you, I mean, that's great, that's isn't fantastic. it? Fantastic. Yeah. I you know, that. Okay, got that picture, <laughs> but it's not—it's not making you hidebound by what it is. And then she said, "Oh, you know, the Mattel." But of course, Mattel is halfway between Barbie Land and the real world. Mm -hmm. Like we know that, <laughs> but you, know, you said it, you kind of know. So it gives it a magical quality, and it's—you can kind of go between the two. So, I love that. <laughs> I am unfortunately getting the message that I have to wrap up, but I just want to thank both of you so very much for your time. It's such a pleasure to meet you and to speak with you. Thank you. Love thank to you meet very you. Much. And we love to, to Palm, Palm Springs. Springs. Yeah, we'll be you back. tell me when you're here and I will meet you at the Parker. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Nadia Dalamonte's interview with Academy Award nominee America Ferreira and Emma Sasek's interview with Academy Award-nominated production designer Sarah Greenwood and set decorator Katie Spencer. Barbie is up for your consideration in eight categories at this year's Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Supporting Actress for America Ferreira, and Best Production Design for Sarah Greenwood and Katie Spencer. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you all so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next time.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.